welcome to the Is That So podcast. My name is Sahela and I am the host and chief content officer here at the Is That So podcast. Follow along each week as I share stories, pose questions, and provide insights on various wellness, travel, and relationship topics aimed to help us all navigate through this rapidly evolving modern world a little bit easier. Here at the Is That So podcast, we believe that life should always be a work in progress. So come learn, laugh, and listen in on unfiltered stories and conversations so that we can open new doors to inspiration, happiness, and forward thinking together. Hello, and welcome back to the Is That So podcast. I am Sahela, your host, and we are officially into fall and halfway through season two of the Is That So podcast. I thought I would start off today's episode by thanking you once again for choosing to come with me on this mental health journey and let you know how much I have been enjoying producing this show. Each conversation and episode has helped me understand the world and myself a little bit better and has made me feel very aware, both of my own thoughts as well as other people's. It has also helped me feel more open to learning and unlearning, as well as hopeful for the future, thanks to the personal growth that undeniably comes from having enlightening conversations like these ones. So thank you for being here. Thank you for joining me on this journey and thank you for giving me a sense of purpose. And I really hope that you are getting just as much out of this project as I am. We have some really amazing guests coming up in the second half of the season that I am really excited to introduce to you. But before I do, if you are not following the Is That So podcast on Instagram, I wanted to invite you to do so. I would love to hear from you, know your thoughts, and have you join in in furthering the conversations we have in each episode. And I believe Instagram is the perfect place where we as a community can come together and do just that. For today's episode, I thought I would do a little solo show and talk about one theme I feel has been brought up time and time again throughout the first half of this season. It is a situation that occurs in everyone's life, and although it would be great if we were taught how to have them in school, we aren't. So I thought I would devote today's episode into developing a playbook that makes having them a little bit easier. Of course, if you read the title of this episode and chose to click play, you already know that the theme and topic of this episode is how to have hard conversations. But no matter if they are with yourself or with someone else, it's important to understand and acknowledge that conflict avoidance only robs you of your energy, power, and emotional freedom, and it does not serve you in any way. If you hate conflict and avoid it as much as possible, know that you are not alone. According to Harvard Business Review, 67% of managers are uncomfortable talking to the people they manage, and that's literally their job. Unfortunately, there's really no way of getting out of having hard conversations. So I'm hoping by way of this episode, we can at least make it a little bit easier to have them and also remind ourselves why we need to have them in the first place, which is to net out with a better functioning, productive, healthier relationship. Before I get into it, though, I just want to be transparent about the fact that I did not come up with any of these tips. I actually did a lot of research and read a lot of articles on the topic And by way of this episode, I have just taken everything I have learned and packaged it into an easy to listen episode for you. 
If you are interested in reading further or checking out my sources, I'm going to add them to the show notes, so feel free to go there and grab them. All right, let's get started. The first thing you have to acknowledge about conflict avoidance is that it doesn't serve you. Avoiding having a hard conversation only makes your life harder because you're just kicking the bucket down the road. The problem doesn't go away. You're just deciding to live with the anxiety that comes with knowing a conflict is lingering down the road over actually dealing with it. And that is an unproductive use of energy and mental capacity. Learning to sit with yourself and comb through your thoughts is the only way to growth and a happier life. So when it comes to having hard conversations, being honest with yourself and acknowledging the need for the conversation is the first step. I know it may seem trivial to be a first step, but the fact is people avoid having hard conversations because they think it's going to be this big thing that is going to be so utterly painful to go through when really it doesn't need to be. Getting into the habit of acknowledging that it needs to happen though will help you stop avoiding them in the first place, which is why acknowledging that it needs to happen is the first step. Like everything you've ever learned to do, doing something over and over again not only makes it easier, but it helps you get better at it. Each time will be a little less stressful and painful, and as long as your goals when having these hard conversations is to make them as productive and painless as possible, there's less need to overthink them because it's not about getting your point across or name blaming or declaring who's right. It's about problem solving and sharing and producing a positive outcome, which brings me to my next point. Aim for a positive outcome and approach the conversation with an interest to problem solve. By doing so, you're not only shifting your energy from a this is going to be painful standpoint, but you are actually also better able to untangle your ego and emotions from the point you are trying to get across, which will help you stay calm and stay on track. Before sitting down and having a hard conversation with someone, there are numerous things you can do to help you get prepared. For one, you can define your ideal outcome before going into it. Knowing where your target is and then working backwards can help you formulate a plan which will help you feel less stressed out and emotional prior to entering the conversation. You can rehearse the conversation with a friend first. This can make it easier for you to formulate your point, get someone else's perspective, and hear potential responses that you could create further responses for. It can also help you avoid using the wrong language and having your point misinterpreted. You don't want to be derailed because you're not explaining yourself correctly or get emotional because you can't find the proper words in the moment to express yourself, right? So practice with a friend and write down talking points to later memorize if you need to. Another thing you should do is take note of your body language and approach whoever you are going to have a conversation with in a non-threatening way. That means sitting on the same side as them, not across from them. So it portrays being on the same side, not pitted against one another. If you're a manager, you can also make sure to keep eye contact when you talk so your employee knows you're taking the matter seriously and they should too. Further, making sure you're at the same eye level as the other person is also important. This will help you avoid them thinking you're speaking down to them or belittling them in any way and can help stop them from getting aggressive or defensive and derailing any progress you've made. 
Dr. Fred Pipeman, a family psychologist in San Francisco, suggested that having conversations while driving in a car makes for a great environment for tough conversations between loved ones because one, sitting next to each other versus across from one another, eases any power imbalances like that between a manager and an employee or a parent and a child. Two, you are out and about in the world, but at the same time, a bit isolated. So it can help people become disinhibited and open to sharing. And three, if there is a fear of being judged or ridiculed, the lack of eye contact in a car conversation can lessen the blow. Additionally, if you think it will help, Set some ground rules going into the conversation by asking them to listen first before giving them a chance later to respond while you listen. You can also establish that name calling, throwing objects and swearing are off limits, but let them know that they can call a timeout or initiate a pause if they need to digest what they are hearing. Lastly, before going into the conversation, sit with the idea that you could be wrong. You may have misinterpreted the situation or have the wrong information and therefore things aren't as black and white as you may have originally thought. And that's okay. Most importantly, though, when it comes time to having the actual conversation, remember that people respect honesty. Instead of beating around the bush, be direct and to the point. Use specific examples when addressing behavior or mistakes and make sure to watch your tone and the words you are using so you don't come off accusatory. It's actually better to also acknowledge your responsibilities and avoidance in dealing with the conflict sooner. Doing so can help you diffuse differences, avoid feelings of rejection, or dismantling your partner's confidence. When it comes to your partner's turn to talk, make sure to be empathetic. Listen and validate. That doesn't mean you have to agree or change the point you are trying to make. It just makes them feel like they are on an even playing field and are also able to be heard, too. You also want to make sure you aren't dominating the conversation by jumping in to fill silent pauses because your partner isn't responding. Instead, respect pauses from your partner and give them time to formulate the response. If a long time goes by and the conversation starts to go cold, invite them to join in and share their perspective or ask them a question to see if they are understanding what you are saying and are following along. Further, make sure to give them time to talk without interruption. Remember, the point is not to have the upper hand. It's about mutual respect and problem solving. If the conversation starts going sideways, remind them that you are here having this conversation as a way to improve the relationship and both your lives, not to start an argument or make them defensive. It's okay to disappoint people. It's okay to set new boundaries and it's okay to put your foot down if you do not accept being treated a certain way. You don't have to people please or put other people's feelings before your own well-being. Doing so is the opposite of emotional freedom and we don't have time for that. The conversation may end up feeling like a bit of a roller coaster, which is why having a goal before going into it will help you stay on topic and give you a target to stick to when things deviate. It would be great if, as you near the end of the conversation, you were able to restate your point and offer a possible solution. Sharing what outcomes you would like to see and agreeing on steps to get there can quickly make it apparent if the takeaways are understood properly and if the conversation was a success. 
Further, coming together and collaborating on steps can give you and them an agreed upon plan of action instead of leaving things in their court to figure out on their own in a way that isn't acceptable to you. You don't want to have these conversations over and over again, as they will just cause resentment between the two of you. So getting it right the first time is key. All right, friends. So that brings us to the end of another Is That So podcast. I know that was a lot of information, and I'm happy to leave the Coles Notes version of this episode in the show notes, along with my sources that you can check out if you want more information. Thank you once again for joining me. I wish you the best of luck on your hard conversation. And if you have any comments about this episode, please feel free to leave them in the comment section of my show notes or on Instagram under one of the episode posts. And I'll be happy to continue the conversation with you there. All right. I wish everyone a great Monday and I'll see you guys again next week. Ciao. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Is That So podcast. For more information on this episode and all past episodes, you can check out my show notes on isthatso.com or follow me on Instagram at isthatso. If you enjoyed this episode and want to show your personal support to the podcast, simply leave a review on iTunes or screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it to your stories. All right, friends, that's it. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of the Is That So podcast. And I look forward to hanging out with you again soon.